I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's gotta be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Did you get a chance to see any of uh, the SmackDown tonight? Or, you know, or were you I've, too busy uh, doing your thing? I was doing all the audio. I just uh, I finished recording with Bruce Mitchell. It's a special edition of the Bruce yeah. Mitchell audio shows. We did a watch along on. Great American Bash, 1986, from the Greensboro Coliseum with your main event, Dusty Rhodes versus the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, for Flair's NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship. And, yes. Uh, I, I saw, here's what I saw of SmackDown. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I saw the Aleister Black thing seemed like a complete fail. Um, Cause, Yeah. Because they go, hey... Your opponent wants to remain anonymous. Oh wait, no, he doesn't. Yeah, they well, they did say that they would reveal it at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you saw the beginning of the show, but no, they, they did, I did not see anything. I didn't see anything until at right least, at the right when Cesaro showed up, basically. No, I I don't remember even the first thing that I saw, but I it was well over halfway into the show. But he shows up and he's got his and it's him and. Why do they? I don't understand. Can you do? Why do these two men hate each other? Uh, I don't think there's a reason. Oh, um, okay. I, have you have you been seeing the the little uh, vignettes with uh, Black leading up to this the last four or five weeks? I know yeah. you kind of like me. You kind of watch. You know, you have it on the background a lot of times, and sometimes you miss some five minute things. Some, you know, what I'm saying. Well, it so seems I, like if you hadn't seen it. I understand. It seems like no, the vignettes with him. And with Ali, you're like the same thing, except Ali's trying to be like the Muslim Batman or something. I'm not quite. I'm I'm a little iffy on that. Well, I, I'm going to get to that, but go ahead. Yeah. So it seems like they're doing the same thing where they're just doing these um, kind of mysterious soliloquies about ruminate, ruminating on life and justice and why they're so violent and shit like that. Is, is that yeah. kind of what's happening? It seems like, well, if you're going to compare the two, it's like... Ali is talking more of a of an English version of what Alistair Black's talking. Alistair Black's talking. He may as well just be talking Chinese sometimes. I mean, he just kind of goes <laughs> off into some sure abyss you. somewhere. I mean, it, it just didn't make sense. I mean, he's just it's almost like he's trying to be too intellectual or something. I I don't know, but it's just it was just annoying to me. But uh, but you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of the same thing over and over. But I knew they were going to build up to something against somebody. I just never could figure out who it was. And now I know why I couldn't figure out who it was. Because there was no rhyme or reason. It's almost like they just pulled the guy out of a hat, right? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I'll go back to what I said a million times before. I don't know who's on what effing show anymore, man. <laughs> So that's true. It, it was obvious. To, I guess it was wide open because I really thought Cesaro was on Raw, but goddamn, I don't know. You well, know? as part of the wild so, card rule, he's now appears. My on, bad. He's on two hundred five live, and <laughs> I think he's on Superstars, and he might be on the UK show. And I think he got over there with a player to be named later. Also, and I, I think he's also like on an evolved pregame as part of the wild card rule. <laughs> 
That's right. I believe this is honestly, we just got through discussing Bruce and I, Bruce Mitchell and I were just discussing this and he's really, cause I had told him a long time ago. I said, the thing about Brian is that Brian has avoided a lot of the cynicism that's washed over a lot of us about this. And he really is the true voice of the fan because this shit just hits him as it hits him. And he doesn't go through a whole mechanical Terminator pick list of shit that he wants to react to. He just reacts to it. And Bruce goes, yes, I get that now, particularly since the show is the, the, you know, WWE program has been so shitty. It's really kind of refreshing to hear Bryant just react to it as a fan instead of like, well, what I think they're doing is that Kevin Dunn's butt hurt that day. And then I think Stephanie woke up and she said, I can kill my dad this way. I think I'm going to try to poison his coffee. And no, you just react. And that's, that's what, (laughs) that's what people like about you is that you are, you've never lost the innocence of being a fan and it, it doesn't get shrouded in a bunch of bullshit like the rest of us. And, and this is why it works for you. And this is, this is why you're a hundred percent right about, I have no idea who's on what show. I, they have no way of clear. There's no way for them to clear, clear it up at all. The, the wild card rule meant nothing, means nothing and will never mean anything. And nope. there's just, there's just no way. Right. Right. Exactly. I, and I, and it's very unintentional, everything you said, but that's cool. You know, uh, what you said about me, I, just keep on, I, doing, I, I just keep on being you. Cause that what you're, what you're doing is absolutely hundred <laughs> percent valuable to anybody who listens to this show and who has any kind of investment <laughs> in this shit. I just, I feel like, uh, I, I just I feel like those Ali I'm gonna say it again those Ali vignettes feel to me like that's got Bruce Pritchard's fingerprints all over it like I I feel like this is what happened Vince calls him up and says God damn it pal I need you because uh, nobody here understands me or gets me or anything. okay boss I'll show up and he gets there and it's like he realizes <laughs> he's in hell it's just a sewer mixed with a nuclear spill it's Chernobyl meets the scene in uh, Schindler's List when the kid is underneath the latrines. So (laughs) (laughs) he's like, I have to pick something and just Pritchard the hell out of it. So I'm just going to do Bray Wyatt and these Ali vignettes, and I'll be over here. Goddamn, pal, that's great shit. Goddamn. And I feel like that's that's what Bruce Pritchard has has brought to the table at this point. Yeah. I never thought about that, but uh, now that you mention it, just like you did with something else we we're talking about before about um, well, the Bray Wyatt thing, the Richard hand in it, but the Bray yeah, Wyatt I think thing so. completely feels like maybe that's a, that's what it was. Because if let's let's do it a little, let's do it a lot. That feels to me like the Bruce Pritchard way, and God damn it, that's exactly what. It, so give me mm-hmm. give me some more thoughts. How you feel about the Cesaro, Alistair Black? Hey, let's throw these two people together and have them sports entertain. Oh goddamn! I don't know. I, I'm, um, I, I guess it. I mean, uh, they're both awesome wrestlers, so maybe it'll be fun to watch. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of thrown at us four or five days before the damn pay per view, so uh, I, I really hadn't had time to process it. Um, I, mean, I mean, I was the first thing I thought of being fanboy is you know, which one is the, the heel and which one is the face in this. There's no. Because he's been playing a heel. Cesaro has. We're in a post-face, post-heel world now. I guess so. Maybe I was just in denial. I don't know. But I guess you're right, man. I really don't know because Aleister Black was a baby face when he was tagging with Ricochet. But all of a sudden when he went over to SmackDown and started doing those vignettes, he came across as a heel. 
And so I don't know. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I saw Roman's entrance and I saw, mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know what? I'm really super getting sick of. I have to say this because once in a while I just hate wrestling fans. Every time Paul Heyman shows up on television, there's this great pop now. Like, oh, he's our savior. They brought him back and he's going to be the creative genius. And yeah, I'm, I'm tired of that. Here's the other thing that I'm tired of. I, I like this. This also cracks me up about wrestling fans and what's going on. Is like for some reason they thought that last week's Raw was like a real step in the right direction or evidence that Paul Heyman is in charge of something or, and now they feel like oh this week sucked so that must mean that Vince has grabbed the wheel from Paul motherfuckers. Let me explain something to you. Paul never had the wheel. It's never, it hasn't happened. I don't know what you guys thought was going to happen. I don't know what kind of you know white smoke you think is coming from the Vatican or whatever. But <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, the, whatever you thought was happening with, with Corey Graves saying shit or you know Bobby Lashley getting electrocuted or whatever, it, it, no, the, nothing has changed. There's nothing fundamentally that's changed. The, the, the chessboard is exactly as it was. The bishop is here. The knight is here. The pawns are here. No, there's none of this shit. And I, the idea that God damn it, I had a week full of hope, but no, it's all gone to shit again. I don't know what universe you motherfuckers are living on. I really don't. I have no clue what you guys are doing. That you think that Paul Heyman was in the process of saving this show seven days ago or eight days ago, and now it's like, oh, well, it's all gone to shit now. No. Well, exactly. Well, you can't you can't have uh, Paul Heyman and Bischoff all in the headlines and promoting them as as what they are, and then in Heyman's case, have him being the character as he is. So I think there's a I think there's a disconnect somewhere there in the Paul Heyman that they're promoting as you know as Paul Heyman, the man, the promoter, or what whatever booking, whatever the hell he's doing, and then Paul Heyman the character. And I don't know if you can do both because a lot of times these guys will hold these positions, but unless you really pay attention to wrestling kind of, you know, inside stuff or whatever, a lot of times you don't know that like Paul Heyman and Bischoff and whoever is also backstage doing stuff like Dusty was back in the day. A lot of people didn't realize he did that. Just the old, I don't know, average old fan probably didn't know he had a lot to do with the booking. Just And I think that's the case with, with Heyman. But in this case, they put it out in boom, big, you know, black and white headlines. And they didn't make any bones about it. You know, this is who we are. You know, this is who's doing what on exactly. which show and so I think I don't know, and I think it's I, I, that might screw things up somehow. It just didn't seem it seems weird doing it, it that it's, way. Well, it's all odd because we kind of got into this because we all started reading like the dirt sheets, so to speak, whatever, mm. and we all liked the, the the backstage drama of it. And this person was doing this, and this person was pissed off, so they got to leave the territory, and go. And we liked all that stuff, but now the background noise is totally drowning out the concert. Right. Oh God, yeah. I mean, exactly. it's it's like it really is. It's like you care more about the roadies than you do the fucking band. This right. It, it's it's it, and it's OK up to a point, I guess. But so a lot of times, it, like you said, it just kind of overrides things and it just it's detrimental really to everything. It, it, I don't think it means to be, but it, it is. And, and I don't know if that's the case here or not, but. I do think the internet and, and, and social media and all that stuff has a lot to do with what may be going on with all this because of the way Vince reacts to everything. Before, 
how would he know how fans felt? The only time he would know how fans would feel is listening to them at, at a live show. But now he gets it twenty four seven. Any you know, anytime he turns on an electronic machine, pretty much. Not that he does, but people are there to tell him what people are saying if he's not doing it himself. So I think that, I think that's how it's affecting the show because he has these knee jerk reactions a lot of times, like this fucking swapping wild card crap and oh. and and now the commercial thing. No stopping. The, oh God, they don't have commercials during. The middle of sports in football games they wait till a timeout really okay well we're gonna start doing that yeah it's kind of a crazy so, idea yeah i don't know man so yeah i, I don't, don't feel like i don't think yeah, I don't like the ship has in the least been righted i mean i think they've got enough decent elements to that work it out I, and i was thinking about this also when i was watching raw was you know since that was re- horrible it was yeah it was, it was a very bad even by raw standards uh when they got the, you know, the club is back together now, and it, they waited at least a year and a half too late to do that. That's what I was thinking. Why do you wait so long? It's, like, it's almost out of people's memories, you know? We'll I mean, do people it. remember it, of course, but it's like it's kind of almost lost its draw a little well, bit. I think you got two options on that. First of all, was nobody gives a shit about that. It's they not WWE programming. Them. That's what they did. They bailed them. Uh, they did. They waited exactly past the due date, and they picked the fruit. It was they passed his ripeness. But you're like, I think the two things were like either okay, we don't give a shit about New Japan and they're bullshit and nobody cares, or yes, we have that, and at any moment in time we can reunite these guys and create interest. And both of those are incorrect. I think the second one is like way worse than the first, but no one cares now. No, not at all. I, I certainly don't see anybody or hear any talk anybody that that gives a crap. It's it's sad, man. Everything's bizarre right now. But you know, make your bed. What do you tell me about the rest of SmackDown that I don't know that I need to know that that's very important that I know? Oh, uh, let's see. What else do you need to know? Um, did you see the main event? I saw Roman's entrance, and then I had to actually finish up editing some stuff. That I got gotcha. you. Okay. That was the main event. Uh, well, you Roman against something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Roman Roman, and, and Dolph Ziggler. Did you see all the beginning of that, how Dolph Ziggler and Roman got to be in the main event? That no. How did, how, did that mature, how did that happen? Well, SmackDown started out with uh, a recording from earlier this afternoon <laughs> as uh, Dolph Ziggler was pulling in the parking lot and parking, and somebody grabbed him to grab an interview as soon as he got out of the car. And while he was talking about Kevin Owens, the whole deal from last week um, when he was on, you know, when they were partners and all that shit. Um, but as he was talking, Kevin Owens comes up in his car and notices the <laughs> notice the, the interview going on. So he starts blowing his horn and, you know, just making a lot of noise, distracting it was funny, actually. And uh, he gets out and, of course, comes over there and. The funny thing to me, well, they end up getting in a fight, of course, you know, and of course. everything. But the funny thing to me is if you ever watch it, it's, it's so, I don't know what's the word, maybe contrived that in the background, it's not right. And they're not like two feet away from them, but 
noticeably in the background, but kind of far away are like the scene brothers just kind of hanging around watching in the middle, you know, in the middle of a freaking parking lot, right? Just hanging around, watch, you know, watching this. And then all of a sudden this dude just walks out of nowhere between like where Owens and, and Ziggler was and where the scene brothers were, just kind of walked between them, kind of looked over to camera, like, you know, his hands in his pocket or whatever, just, you know, ambling through there. And when uh, they started getting in a fight, here comes all these guys, you know, here comes, oh, they happen to be there when they get in a fight, you know, they break them apart, you know, it was just, I don't know, it's just, anything they do right now, it's just a bunch of shit to me, so I I look, I just look for stuff, you know. It's, there's not, I mean, what did you think of But I thought that was funny, but that's a, what was the deal with that Street Profits thing on on, on Raw? I mean, they just ran down the card, right? Why are they there? Please tell us why are they there? What what is the purpose? We got to get them involved in some way, pal. There's got to be a way. God damn it, we got to get them involved. I like them despite the fact that they're black, pal. That's how that's how you know they're good. Oh wait a minute! Did you see the <laughs> see that tweet that okay, I any pancakes they can throw around or something? <laughs> God damn it! Can you guys dance in any way? Uh. So you, you see the tweet that I put out earlier about Nicki Minaj? No, no. This is Nicki Minaj. This is a, I know you should, and you should be following every tweet that I put out. So it really hurts me that you're not. Well, normal, no. Yeah. Normally, no. I do see. Them. I don't care. It's fine. I no, I, it's, it sounds. It makes my me sound bad, like my man. I'm no, so sorry. No, it makes me sound like every 13 year old girl walking the earth that you're not looking at every social media <laughs> post that I put out. Nicki Minaj is pulling out of a concert in Saudi Arabia. Because she says she wants to show support yeah. for women's rights, gay rights, and freedom of expression. After careful reflection, I decided it. to no longer move forward with my scheduled concert at Jeddah World Fest. Well, I want nothing more than to bring my show to fans in Saudi Arabia after better educating myself on the issues. I believe it is important for me to make clear my support for the rights of women, the LGBTQ community, and freedom of expression, she said in an interview with the Associated Press. Minaj was originally scheduled to headline the concert July the 18th. I'm sorry, I missed where, what city this was in again. Jeddah! Ah! That it's, city. And it's not the thing that Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi are. That's a Jedi. <laughs> uh, in Saudi Arabia, gender ah, segregation ah. between single men and women is still enforced in many restaurants, coffee shops, public schools, and universities. But other rules have loosened, with women now allowed to drive and attend events in sports stadiums. Wow. That well, is, that's mighty white that's sweet. You, as we would have said back in the day. So, uh, Nicki Minaj would... Donald Trump would like that one. Sure. So Nicki Minaj with a greater moral compass than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And yeah. here's the thing about that. I'm sure that she was offered a shit ton of money to go to Jeddah to perform. I'm positive they were like, Oh my gosh. We will back up 27 Brinks trucks to your house. And I'm also sure that she doesn't have as much money as Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And yet... Oh. She was still able to say, I'm not going to go, and it's not a terribly hard decision for me. Do you think, do you think somebody twisted her arm? No, 
I don't think anybody twisted her arm. I think, <laughs> I'm I, kidding. I, I, I don't think anybody. And she doesn't have a board of directors or anything to respond to. She's just her. And doing this or not doing this is not going to mean that she doesn't get another, you know, feature on the next ludicrous track. I, I just said ludicrous. She would never be on a, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. it's, it's not going to mean that the Cash Money Millionaires reunion is going to happen or is going to happen. It just, it, she felt more. Maybe, maybe Grandmaster Flash will give her a call. Yes, I, I feel that the Fat Boys will not feature her now in their next uh, rapidy rap 12 inch single. <laughs> For in what was the thing where the, it wasn't called interns, was it? The thing where they were the they were like the orderlies, oh, orderlies. What they called yeah. orderlies, orderly disorderlies, disorderlies too. She's not going to be in disorderlies too now. <laughs> God damn, can I sound damn. a little whiter? Uh, so yeah, I can sound a little whiter. Let me hang on. <clears throat> Make America great again. See, I just sounded. <laughs> Damn, that was white as a mofo. Uh, oh, you can't get any whiter than that. Oh man, that's mayonnaise. No doubt. That's that's as what was it? Chris Rock said that's a John Mellencamp listening sister fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> Manny sandwich eating white. <laughs> so it was a, again. It was a huge struggle for Nicki Minaj to figure it out. But Vincent McMahon, who supposedly would have. A lot of other responsibilities and some people who might tell him some things, allegedly. Hey, boss, maybe we shit can 86 the whole superstar showdown thing over in Saudi Arabia just because it's the right thing to do. No, but she figures it out. She figures, and she didn't, she doesn't even have a degree from ECU. You're kidding. No. I was, I was just assuming. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't even have a, from East Carolina University the way the McMahons do. Oh, jeez! Tell me, I'm sorry. Tell me the rest of the, the SmackDown highlights that I need to know. Oh, well, just to just to finish up with um, the whole Roman Reigns thing. Um, so when Shane McMahon finally got to to the fight, he he was you know Johnny on the spot as well. We didn't see him until he just showed up during the fight, and of course he said that uh, Kevin. Apparently, I'd, I'd forgotten this, but uh, Owen. And Ziggler were going to be the main event tonight against each other. And he said that since Owen started it, which he did throw the first punch or whatever, he said since Owen started it, you know, he's kicked out of the arena and going going home, and and we don't know who's going to be the main event tonight. So that was the whole background storyline the whole time. And well, not the whole time. At some point, like a third through the show, maybe they announced that it was going to be Roman against Ziggler. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and of course, McMahon and and Elias and McIntyre were down there and interfering and all this and that and the other. And he ends up he ends up winning because Owen shows up and lays out a couple of them at the end and distracts you know distracts him and distracts uh, the three outside. Didn't distract uh, Ziggler because Ziggler picked up. Uh, Reigns, who was actually distracted as well, and tried to roll him up and, and whatever, and didn't work. And then, of course, he Reigns laid him out and won. But I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure who's going to what it says about who's going to win this Sunday between him and the McMahon people because McMahon and him won on Monday night. So I don't know. You know how the old they lose. You know the show before the pay per view, they're going to win the pay per view. So it does, but the Shane McMahon thing still feels like we're being punished for something. Well, did oh, did you you didn't see the whole uh, uh, 
the Owens pipe bomb thing at the beginning then. No, apparently. please. Yeah, this is this is great. Yeah. I like I like Bright explains SmackDown to Brit. This is a good bit. This is this <laughs> <other> week. <laughs> it sounds like a, a some little segment on Hee Haw or something. Something. Uh, something. Um, so yeah, he jumps out of the audience right after the show pretty much comes on, right, and just gets a microphone uh, back where in that little area where the announcer sits and, and shit, when they go back and get chairs and stuff, you know, that little spot, he jumps into that little area and grabs a microphone and starts. And I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he said everything that everybody thinks of and has said about Shane McMahon, the way he takes up time on SmackDown and raw and right. views when other guys should be doing it and this, that, and the other. And he just goes on and on and on about that pretty much. Just, just, Basically, just takes Shane McMahon and runs him through the ringer until he comes out and uh, McMahon does and brings out a bunch of people and finally hauls him off or Owens runs off before they get down there. But he didn't really show up again until the end when I just told you about the whole Reigns thing. But um, but it looks like Owens is going to be a, a baby face now. And huh. uh, I don't know. I mean, for no real reason. And then it kind of showed – I don't know. Did, did you see the whole uh, – that whole Owen show a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. Did you see that little part? I did see that. Okay. Well, I think that's when he was kind of started going heel. I mean, started going babyface when he started like calling out McMahon and ended up calling out Ziggler and both of them being heels and stuff. So I don't know. I guess that was kind of the whole plan anyway. When could they get their he, on the nose with it because they, he uses the they, fucking they, I'm stunner. Sorry, what? His, he's he, they're too on the nose with it because he's using the stunner as his fucking finish. So he's the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he might yeah they did call it the stunner that's right he, he, that's, he, that's he's stunning the shit out of people he's stunning everybody you're right yeah so it's, too, so that, it's like we we can't get out of the attitude era ever i guess you're right man and well <sighs> you know they, they said pipe bomb they used the term pipe bomb and uh did they say it on tv where did i see it i saw well that's said, stupid too but anyway they're yeah they're using you know either if it's not attitude it's cm punk you know <laughs> Right now, WWE programming feels like the Iraq War, like around 2007 or so, and, they just, <laughs> and like Vince McMahon is Donald Rumsfeld, and we're just we're just getting <laughs> nice. a, we're just getting a bunch of unknowable nobles and noble unknowables, and why can't we have this shit on the bottom of our tanks to protect us against IEDs? And you get the war that you get at the time, and not the war that you want. It's that's what it feels like right now. It's just like it's, yeah, it's insanity. Yeah. It's it's insulting, man. It really is to to people that I don't know that have half an interest in wrestling, really. And 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 nowadays the average fan has, and like I said earlier, everything at its at the touch of a finger. If if you wanted to get online or whatever and and find out s- some stuff, so a lot of this stuff, man, and to me is just insulting. Insulting as a fan, and I think I would have been insulted. And I'm not saying this as, as you know as a 50 plus dude. I'm talking about if I, I, I sometimes I think about if I were you know 17, 18, or even younger, I would be insulted by yeah. some of this. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Be, yeah, I, I think that's exactly that's like a spot on. And, and another thing is too, and it, and it seems like to me, and maybe it's just because we were, we were kids. I don't know. Maybe that was just the whole thing. But back when I was a kid and teenager and stuff, and when we were talking about earlier and being a fan and, and not dissecting shit, I just 
I just never had the urge to dissect stuff when I was 17, 18, you know, when I was watching Wahoo McDaniel and, 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 and some of those cats, you know, back in the day in mid Atlantic, I never, I never thought about God, what's Crockett doing, man. Exactly. Why, why the fuck is it? You know, I never questioned that shit. Why is dusty? Bo- I mean, we talked about this, Bruce and I talked about this. I don't want to go, I want people to listen to it on the torch, but we were like, um, I said to him at this point in July of 1986, where you guys already bitching about Dusty's book and goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We were, we were well on board with it. And I said, well, were you, were you mostly pissed about him booking himself at the top of the card or was it all the dusty finish shit? And he goes, it was, it was mostly him. Uh, the dusty finish stuff was terrible, but it was mostly him booking himself at the top of the card, like way too much, way too often with, with no other, but it was, it, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, yeah, all, it yeah. wasn't about like, like you said, like it's not all the machinations of the stuff that's behind the scenes. You're actually talking about the fucking product. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I it think was weird. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and again, man, I think it, it goes all back to what I was saying earlier about the internet and social media and all that stuff. I, I, I think it, it, it hurts it, man. I think it really does. And I don't, I'm not saying it. I'm blaming it. I'm blaming an entire internet, social media thing on what's going on with raw and stuff. Now, as a matter of fact, I think it's helping extremely helping AEW and, and maybe, you know, guys like MLW and, 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 and promotions like that. I think that's actually benefiting them. But I think in WWE's case, I don't think it's benefiting them at all. I, if it is, it's barely, it barely benefiting them over being detrimental to them. Mm. I get a tweet from uh, that they're they're highlighting here on figure four that Sasha Banks is visiting and practicing at the Sinjo Dojo in Japan. She's training very hard. I haven't heard from Sasha. Oh, really? Where's her? Well, I thought interview? that's what they were building. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I was going to ask you. I, I, they've been kind of building up. I thought that with uh, with that whole Bailey and Nikki Cross thing when when Nikki Cross was telling her she didn't have a friend, nobody had, you know wants to be with her, and da 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 da. And I thought they were building, and they still might be. I don't know, but if you say she's in, she's in Japan now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she was, uh, while while in Japan, I don't know, and I don't know if she's on her own or what's going on. I don't either. I mean, that, they've kind of kept that low key as hell, mm-hmm. and and she has too, really. I mean, I've seen a lot of posts from her, but it it really doesn't divulge anything. Anything I've seen is just a picture and no cryptic lines or anything. Just you know something she's doing or whatever. But I, I was thinking that, you know, with all this Nikki cross thing talking about, she doesn't have any friends talking about Bailey doesn't have any friends. I thought they were going to have Sasha show up, but maybe they, maybe she's showing up at, um, extreme rules. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know either. Let's listen to some of this stuff from, uh, are you, are you familiar with this Booker T Conrad thing vis-a-vis the, um, star cast? You know anything about this? I, you know, I saw a headline of it maybe a week ago on mm-hmm. something, but I don't think I read the whole story. So, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with the whole detail. Here. Check this you, know, you know, I, I, you know, I want to go, before we even, you know, get start, uh, start talking about Deep Impact, before we start talking about, you know, UFC and what happened, you know, with, with that, you know, extravaganza this weekend, before we even, you know, get into, you know, our serious, serious wrestle talk, you know, I... Booker T, uh, five-time champ, um, WWE Hall of Fame. I want to set the record straight, man, right here because there's been a lot of uh, falsehoods out, out there. And, you know, let's not say falsehoods. It's just been some straight-up lies 
um, going around out there. And uh, I want to set the record straight, uh, especially I mean, as for the um, the Starcast event. Um, and, and you know, let's, and, and the way we should do this, and let's start it in chronological order. Um, you know, you and I, you know, we had a chance to um, go to the last Starcast. And, yep. um, you know, we had a great time. We had a great time out in Vegas. Um, you know, Charmel and I, we got a chance to go see some Thirst of Soleil. You know, old was awesome. You know, had a great time out there. Um, the fans, man, the fans were really, really awesome. You know, I'm at the autograph signing as well. Um, it was a great experience for me. Yeah. Um, but I do remember after StarCast, you and I talking, and I, and I said I wasn't going to do StarCast um, next time. It just, you know, just because. Uh, I just didn't think um, it was right, you know, for me to be working for WWE and being at StarCast. Um, now, uh, a couple of weeks after uh, StarCast was over, Conrad Thompson, he, he, he texted me. And what I'm going to do here, guys, is I'm going to put an overlay of, of all the texts that, that, that came out between um, Conrad and I as far as him texting me and me texting him back. That way there's going to be no uh, discrepancy or anything like that, no misunderstandings as far as what was said. Uh, and, and, and this is the way it went. Conrad, he, he texted me a uh, date um, um, that he wanted me to do an autograph signing. That, that, that autograph signing was August 31st. Um, um, it was gonna, that, that date was in Chicago. He told me all of that. Um, but what he didn't tell me, that it was StarCast. I didn't know it was StarCast. Um, I didn't find out it was StarCast until um, Brad, you text me and say, hey, Booker, you doing StarCast? And I said, no, I'm not doing StarCast. Um, but the, well, they're advertising you. Immediately, I put a tweet out and said that I wasn't going to be doing StarCast just because I did not know that the Conrad booking was StarCast because he did not say that it was StarCast. He said an autograph signing. Um, now, uh, me pulling out, um, and, and my reasoning why was because I said I wasn't going to do StarCast. I thought it should have been over with um, at that point. Um, but it um, seemed like the story just kept getting bigger and bigger. Um, um, Dave Meltzer, uh, um, the Meltzer Report, um, which is a bunch of crap. He put out a story, <laughs> and the story was accurate in some parts as far as me talking to Conrad um, about that booking um, on that date. But that date, um, like I say, um, was never mentioned one time in text or verbally that it was StarCast. And if it would, if it would have said, hey. hey, Brian, how hard do you think that, that Conrad is being fucked with by Vince? Uh, honestly, I, 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 hardly, if at all. I'd say none. That's odd because I, I was, I was there where you are, but now I'm starting to believe it. It's like, okay, really? Yeah. Really? I think Conrad, okay. I think Conrad, Conrad like plays too much and he does all this work shit a lot, but I'm starting to believe that like Vince McMahon is really kind of fucking with him. And here's, here's what I was thinking. And I, cause, and I, I, I was discussing this earlier with Bruce and this was off the okay. air. So I could okay. bring this on the air. Okay. I think he looks at Conrad. Vince looks at Conrad. And number one, he hates the Southern accent and he hates that he's fat. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. So that's over to God damn it, just fat. God, yeah. But on the same level, and this is stupid, but this is how Vince McMahon thinks as the most insecure human being ever. I think he's certainly kind of threatened by this guy because this guy has had a lot of success doing a lot of stuff at a very young age. And okay, yeah. Vince McMahon at I a very young that. age had a lot of success doing a lot of stuff. 
Wasn't fat though, was he? No. God damn. Didn't have a southern accent either. God damn. So You don't think he's ever had a southern accent? Probably did. I, absolutely. I think he did at some point in time. But I think so too. I want some of that. I want, I want some footage. I want some audio. If he's down Southern Pines and grew up in Havelock, holy shit. That guy had a country ass Corn County fucking accent. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, what's for supper? <laughs> he was cracker ass cracker to the crackerest of the crackers. So, <laughs> kind of still is. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I mean, and I've just seen enough stuff to where it's, I, I think he's like fucking with him. And, and the reason I think that is that Vince is just taking the most uh, pedantic route to everything. And now he does all of these things to where you go, well, he's not really involved in a wrestling war, but he's doing enough shit to where he's fucking with AEW and all these other companies. Do you go, why is he doing this if he's not involved in a wrestling war? Do you, do you think he's kind of losing his shit kind of thing? Yeah, there's is a he, petulance there. I, mean, that is, I don't mean that kiddingly. I think he, I'm serious. Well, I was just, he's losing his marbles, you no, know, the old age thing. And no, I think, and that's another reason that he's like Trump. I think there's like a, you know, dementia kind of thing setting in. And I just think he does enough things to fuck with Con- Conrad just to kind of be weird, you know? Dude, I mean, think about this just for a second. And I don't mean to be trite about it because I'm not, I'm not trying to reiterate what it, Well, I guess I am trying to reiterate what everybody kind of knows. But, but I mean, th- think about this. How old is he now? Pushing 80, right? 75-ish? Uh, I think he's 70. I think he's 73. He's going to be 74. 73. I, think he has okay. the same age, I think he's the same age as my mom. So he's going to be 74 pretty soon. Okay. All right. Well, still. Yeah. And I know that's not, you know... It's not a hundred, but seventy-four. You know, time to slow down a little bit. Whatever, yeah, sure. you, right? You know what I'm saying? Most people have, so, yeah. Yeah, most people, most people do. At least, it, I'm not saying to come to a complete halt, but no, but but, but, but slow down. You know, so because I get he's been the damn man for so long, and it's right. hard to just you know go cold turkey. I get that. So, but but slow down. But look what look what the shit is on his plate right now. He's he's got to have SmackDown and Raw every single week go through his sh- go through mm-hmm. his ass mm-hmm. before it goes on air. You got XFL coming up. You got the big switch from USA to Fox, and that was something else I had too. But I mean, goddamn, just that. Just oh, that's that. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I mean, just you and I. Can you imagine the pressure, day to day pressure well, sure. you'd have? But so you can't really focus on that shit. So you focus on this shit. You try focus on right. trying to get Booker T not to go to fucking Starcast right. for whatever reason. Right. Come on, man. Seriously. Well, that's, I mean, he's always been a very petty kind of petulant guy, and it just that feels like hey. what this is. Let's get let's listen hey. to some more of this. This is from um, All right. Reality of Wrestling, I guess. And look, um, uh, would you like to do StarCast 3? I would have said, hey, man, I appreciate it. But but no, but it wasn't framed that way. So I just want the people to know that I did not. But he's not really said why he's averse to doing StarCast 3. Like, why that all of a sudden? I just decided I'm not going to do it. Well, why? Somebody must have said something to you, like, <clears throat> put in your head that you shouldn't be doing the StarCast event or something. Yeah, that's the thing that got me. He just kind of made it. His- when he talks about Dave Meltzer being a bunch of shit, like, Aren't those kind of Vince's words and like Bruce Pritchard's words coming through Booker T's mouth? Well, I kind of thought I didn't know what his relationship was with Meltzer, so I, I didn't know. But it's if he's, bizarre. you know, 
I can and, understand. I mean, he's I'm not. Like, a, you know. Hey, look, I've always given Booker T. Huffman credit for being his own man. I still believe that, but this sounds a lot like the Bruce Pritchard, Vince McMahon wing of WWE just coming right through your mouth, dude. What did Bruce say? Mm. Did he get? Did he agree? Well, he just I, we he agreed with the stuff that I was saying about Conrad about how like Vince would be like really admire the fact that he's filthy fucking rich and all that shit. Uh, but Come there's well. I, and I don't know why. I, Con, I always you know Conrad calls himself the mortgage guy. That's what he calls himself. He calls himself the mortgage guy. And when everybody else goes, no, 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 you're a promoter, and he'll be like, oh, no, I'm not. And I think it, you know there's a little false modesty there too. But I think he kind of believes it too. Vince just keeps doing all these little things to just kind of fuck with him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And it just just, makes me wonder, like, what is going on? (laughs) Well, maybe if he is losing his shit, then, you know, he, he, I can see him, like you're saying, you Picking out little stupid shit to, to to win the battle, you know? Well, but there's like, it's like a single white female thing or something going on. Well... It's odd. Oh, by the way, just, is it this this Charlie Blackman guy? Is that the guy that we saw play baseball that time? Charlie Blackman. Well, the guy from, isn't, sure. he, isn't that the guy from Clemson? Who was the guy that we saw at Clemson that time? Uh, the, was the, it Blackman? I can't think of his name. The the outfield Jesus guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't. I can't remember his name, man. I don't okay. know. More, a little bit more of uh, Booker. I pulled out a star cast. I pulled out um, uh, a star cast because I, I was never in star cast. Um, I was I was booked for a date um, for an autograph signing, not knowing that that date was star cast. Now, as far as all of the um, WWE pulling me from the booking, let's, let's get it straight right now. WWE had zero, I mean zero, to do with me um, um, not doing that booking. They did not pull me from it. There you go. That sounds like that sounds like bullshit to me, right? Yeah, that's like I when, see, I, the more like I when, hear about it, the more I'm I'm getting what you're saying. I mean, I got what yeah. you're saying, but more I'm agreeing with what you're saying. It's kind of going. It's like if you walk in the door and you're like three hours late, and your wife doesn't know where you've been. You go, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been fucking anybody. Wait a minute, <laughs> right. why did you just offer that? I don't get that. What? <laughs> right. Nobody asked you, motherfucker. Well, I mean, just uh, okay. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. To find someone else because it was never a WWE booking. I was never supposed to be at StarCast. Everything comes through WWE. They don't just book their own shit. What is, what is he talking about? Well, when you know, I'm no FBI analyst or anything, but the, the cadence kind of of his voice and the way he's kind of whining about it seems seems kind of skittish it's weird you right because i really like that guy i don't see i don't want yeah i know me too man i don't want booker t to be all sketch now i don't want him to be that guy but now they've turned him into that guy they're fucking ruined up booker t now oh. i mean it is oh, his boy. how much does he, do you think he gets paid for what he does, I have, what does I he have, do? I have no idea. I would have no idea for what he does. Gets. He like do pre pregame stuff because I never see the pregame pay per view. Yeah, he do, yeah he does that stuff. That's what he does. But okay, and then he just gets the ambassador, and of course, if they sell any of his t shirts, he gets a piece of it and all that shit. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, he's he pretty gets, much as minimum as you can be affiliated with WWE. Yeah, but I mean, he he's not there. Like the thing that we were talking about with Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins at. Uh, Galaxy Con in Raleigh. 
They didn't just like decide they're going to do that. <laughs> that. All of that shit. Oh, goes hell to, no. He's acting well, like, no, they didn't. They didn't. This had, WWE's had nothing to do. I booked my. No, you don't book your own shit. That's no, absolutely not what, no what you're talking about. No way. No mm. way. Dude, I'm starting to be a believer, honestly. And I'm not, I'm not usually that guy. And I'm not really, I don't have a proclivity. I thought some of the stuff that Conrad's been saying lately, I thought he's completely full of shit. Like when they put the Tom McGee thing on there. And he put up like the laughing, crying emoji con, like it was his idea to put the Tom McGee, Bret Hart thing. No, motherfucker. David Bixenspan had more to do with that shit than you did. There were a lot of people that were talking about this shit way before you were. It's not about you. But with this, I'm starting to be on Conrad's side. Yeah. Well, the more I hear about this and the more I hear Booker T, enter that, that little spiel he's going through, it just, I, that might just be the way that Booker T talks, but it just sounds like it's, made up and, and excuseful and and I don't know. It just sounds like a, a an excuse of a 17-year-old who's late from a date or something. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just bizarre. It, it sounds made up shit. Let me just get this straight. I didn't know I had no idea what he's talking about. I was like, what? Because what I don't this? know. I, I'm just thinking about if I were accused of something and, and somebody was telling me, I'd be like, look, motherfucker. And I'd just go straight from the hip. You know, I'd be, look, 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 look. That's I, I right. Like, well, you know, well, you know, this, that, well, you know, you know, I wouldn't be all beating around the damn bush. Let's see what we can, let's see if we can find the, the card for Extreme Rules so we can go over this. Yeah, I, I, oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, there's a pay-per-view coming up. That's oh, right. that's right. We're a few days away. What, what a couple of go-home shows we got on that one. God, man, seriously. Good. I have no God, idea. Raw was just horrible, man. It really was. I. It was just nothing really good about. Did, what about? Did you, did you watch the the mixed tag team match at the beginning? Yeah, uh, yeah. They they they're okay. God, the, please the explain whole, something to me. Uh, okay, it's a tag team elimination match. Okay. Yeah. So Becky pins Zelina, right? Uh huh. So. It's man versus man, woman versus woman. So when Zelina's pinned, Becky has to go. Okay? So it's one-on-one. So what if Andre beats Seth? What are they, tied? They're tied. Yeah, it's a tie. It's a draw. So what happens? Do they all, everybody gets, you can't have a three because everybody's eliminated. You got to kiss your sister at that point. Ah, my bad. I missed that part. God damn it. That's a great storyline. Work on that for next week, Richard. Kissing your sister. I want to have okay, Shane folks. and Stephanie get it on, just like Pornhub. God damn. I bet Trump would watch that episode. This is a great shot. That's why he's mad at that Epstein guy, by the way. That's what, yeah, he said today he had a, a falling out with that Epstein guy 15 years ago. Oh, okay. I think it's because Epstein that? wanted uh, to good sleep. Timing. Good I think timing. Good timing. I think it's because Epstein wanted to sleep with Ivanka, and Trump also wanted to sleep with Ivanka. So that's why they had a falling out. And neither one were in the three ways. So that's right. That's exactly what's happening. That's too sick. It's true though. Yeah. God. Uh, You're probably right though. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going to be on the pregame, but you can just best. It's going to be the Usos match. Let's start with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The revival. That was an okay match. It didn't make any sense. That six man tag team, two out of three falls. Of course, it didn't make any sense. Oh my god. Uh. Now what did what did but now you have to say we did have one bright spot in WWE programming this week and that was that Cameron Grimes match against Swerve. Yeah, God Almighty, that was strong. That was man. Why have I been missing NXT so much? Well, why have I been not watching it? And I'll tell you another great fucking thing about that NXT show. If you watched it all the way through when they did that vignette about 
Adam Cole going up to uh, uh, Cleveland. Gargano's pizza, his dad. Golly jeepers, was that whole thing fantastic. Dude, see, that's what I'm saying. That shit was like mid-Atlantic stuff almost. It was, I mean, that's uh, it was put together. It was so nice. I was <laughs> at, the, at the end of it, my jaw was like, oh, my God. All of that. When he goes there and he tells those guys at wrestling school, just eat this pizza and give up. Yo, just go home. Holy shit. God, God that was it was just so good. And it's like if that's if that's your... the way it built up, man, from you oh, know, no. he, he you didn't he didn't really come across as being a heel, but you knew he was, you know, he and then, and then he put that picture up being kind of smug and then then he just turned into just Jimmy Van Dick ass, you know, oh, at the very end, you know. It was so great. Oh, God almighty. If that's your deal, if if that's what you're telling me is that Triple H has carved out that space where Vince McMahon can't fuck with it, and that's the kind of shit that he does, then, okay, uh, I'm, I'm listening to you. I just, I just don't believe that that's the narrative. I just don't believe that it's that simple. So who, who do you think is behind it if Triple H really doesn't have the big hand in it? I don't, think it's just a combination of a lot of people kind of thing? I think there's, very, uh, there's a lot of people. I think to an extent he's able to run circles around Vince and keep him from fucking with it. But I also think that there's some stuff that goes on on the main roster that is shitty, and Triple H is a part of it. But it's very easy for him to kind of go, no, no, it's the old that old bastard. He's the. I, I think there's that. Yeah, yeah. In some way, yeah. shape, or form, I, I just don't, I just don't buy into that whole narrative that you know Triple H is the wrestling savior, the wrestling Jesus, or whatever it is. I'm, I'm yeah, just, I don't, I don't really think that, but I do think he has a lot to do with it, but. Maybe I might be wrong. I don't. I don't know exactly. It just seems that way. Um, the revival: Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, your champions in the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship against the Usos. Uh, Jimmy there, and Jay. Yeah. yeah, there's your there's your pregame. Um, which is going to be. By the way, it could be a tremendous. Oh, before I get there. Yeah. That one spot that Trevor does, that Cameron Grimes does, when he's running full speed, and I don't even know how to describe it, but he's running full speed. The other guy off the ropes. The other guy's coming from the opposite direction. They meet in midair. And How they, in the world? I saw him do that a, a hundred times that, in, that, in Gibsonville, that, okay. and I have no idea. I don't know that how is, you, I don't know how he. I think he and Andrew probably invented that spot. I have no yeah. idea. Like, hey, how that even comes up in conversation? Hey, why don't you do this and I'll do <laughs> this, and then let's just. I have no idea. Yeah, that that is just craziness. I love that but it spot. Was sweet, but, but that's the perfect person to do it with, though, is, is damn kill shot. And I'll tell you another thing. In another world, that would be a finishing move. Oh, my God. Yes. And at some point, it wouldn't be a horrible idea for him to do that as a finishing move. It's, it's kind of, okay, it's like a belly-to-belly suplex in the middle of the ring. Yeah. It's kind of like that, and it's wonderful. And I don't know. Like, how- and like you said, they're each coming off the, the ropes opposite direction. And it's crazy, and I I love the fact that I don't know how. I, again, that's the the magic of the Jim Cornette keep it kayfabe movement. I love the fact that I can't figure out how they do it. Just like I, you know, like a music, like a magician, you can't figure out exactly right, how right, Penn and right. Teller do their shit. I love well, that's all what of it. With the Canadian destroyer with me, you know, I, exactly. I, that, I had I had to watch that thing a hundred times back to back to back. Just I to still leave. really don't know how how it's done, it's, but it's I'm telling you, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I'm going to pick the Usos just because they're my guys and I'm a huge mark. What oh, you, really? Yeah. What do you say? 
Uh, I think I'm gonna go against you. I think the revival's gonna hang on. Okay. I see. I, I'm look. I'm just rooting for a good match. And That's if probably give, what it's going to be. If they give them twelve minutes, I think they'll tear the fucking house down, and they'll probably do better than anything else you're gonna see on the real show. Wouldn't doubt it. But uh, it's going to be on the pre-show. Of course. I mean, just get ready for that. So right, get ready. Right. Have your have your TV set warmed up. Have your spaghetti <laughs> ready, Mom, at 7 o'clock. That was uh, at 6 o'clock. I, I can never remember. I think it's 6 because, you know, if you have five hours of pay-per-view, that's way better than anything possible. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they say. So the American League has won the All-Star game, and therefore the American League team will get uh, home field advantage. Oh, they're not doing that anymore. Sorry, forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. They decided to do away with that. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in an I don't give a shit match. It's a last man standing stipulation. Who is this? The Bobby Lashley, uh, Braun Strowman? Yeah. Yeah. Lord. Um, I'm going to pick Strowman just because that's what came into my head and it feels like I should shoot for my gut on it. I got you. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that just because of what happened with the whole Lashley, Rey Mysterio thing on Raw. That was dumb as hell too for as far as that goes. But Considering the outcome alone, just going by that, I, it, I, it seems like Strowman would win. Ricochet versus AJ Styles, which normally would be a good match, but I think we're going to see a ton of interference from oh yeah, you know, those guys. It's for the United States Championship, and I'm going to say AJ Styles wins. I think somebody's going to come to Ricochet's assistance. I'm not sure who yet. Um, not necessarily going to you know be tag team partners or whatever, but I think somebody's going to – because he's kind of running solo right now. With Alistair Black, not but the baby. The, the baby faces never like seem to have reinforcements. Well, even if he has one more person, he's still going to be a man down. There's still going to be a man down. Exactly. Against two, so I don't know. I, I just can't see the three on one going on and on and on unless this is the payoff for all this with with those people with everybody involved. Is Russo still sticking by the idea that AEW is owned by Vince McMahon and working in cahoots with WWE? You got me, Chief. Yeah. I'm glad that there's like a lot of promotions out there that are really hot right now, and none of them will hire him. Yeah, well, like, it's not. I don't think anybody's that desperate yet. Like Billy Corgan won't talk to him. They, they might be. Well, not in they, but I'm talking about Impact. Impact might be. Oh, that would be that worst. bad. Oh my God! If you, I, I would watch Impact if he booked it again, just to see the shit show that that would be. Good luck finding it. Um, it's going to be on Access, though, you said, right? Oh, that's right. I don't know when that's happening, though, but I, mm-hmm. they're in talks is the last time I heard. A week from Christmas, hopefully. It'll be like right – they have that New Year's Eve spot nailed down. I'm hoping by then because that'll be – That'd that'll be cool. Be good. Yeah. I think, Perfect. We could, I think we could get a solid 90,000 viewers, honestly, on, on a weekly basis. Hmm. Uh, Alistair Black versus Cesaro for no particular reason in a singles match is what it says. That's the stipulation. It is a singles match. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on with this thing. Um, I really don't. I, you know, I'm just going to go be stupid about it. I'm just going to say it's going to be some sort of draw, a count out, or some something. Oh, I don't think anybody wins. That way, may we, as well. I mean, that way we I, still have the issue not worked out and put another stipulation on it in time right. for SummerSlam. Why the hell not? Sounds uh, great. I'll pick Alistair Black. Uh, oh, okay. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery for. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I will pick uh, Heavy Machinery to go over. Well, I was thinking that until tonight when Otis got the win and that. Oh, so that uh, Simpson Sunday. Well, I just they kind of and they've been pushing Heavy Machinery the last two or three weeks, and 
just overall, you know, with the announcers and th- who they've been wrestling, and all of a sudden, you know, they're in the in this match here. Um, but I, I I think there's going to be kind of a a swerve here. I think I think New Day is going to win. New Day. It's uh, Drew Gulak versus the ubiquitous Tony Nese in a singles match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I'm going to say that Gulak uh, retains. Uh, uh, what? May, yeah. Why not? The, but there's your other pregame match. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. It is a two-on-one handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, it makes sense that Alexa Bliss would win this, and since they both win it, then it will be some dispute over who actually has the championship, so that can start the split between those two. I figured it would be something like that. I wasn't sure who, who – I figured – I really thought it would be the opposite. Though. I thought it would be like um, Bailey would pin Alexa, but she would somehow blame the, the loss on Nikki, and it would start kind of a feud between those two, and Bailey can move on to somebody else. But I, I don't know. But you know what would be cool? I was thinking about tonight during the whole that whole thing between Nikki and Bailey that was going on. I, I was just thinking about that whole setup, and wouldn't it be cool if if we got the a good swerve pulled where Bailey was actually on Nikki's on uh, on Alexa's side, and they end up double teaming Nikki? Oh, that'd be you cool. know that's some that's some old Anderson I, shit right there. Uh, no shit, it like is, that. isn't it? Um. Was there was a wasn't there a thing recently? I saw this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a celebrity or somebody who offered somebody some money for their seat on a plane or something like that. And oh, re- wasn't that uh, Cam Cam Newton, right? Oh yeah, so he's the real million dollar man. He's the he's Ted DiBiase. That's right. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's he's that's how the that's almost literally how the million dollar man gimmick was born. Was that Vince was offering somebody money not to smoke on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the million dollar well, cam. It, 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 well, you know that guy didn't have a price. He wouldn't do it for fifteen hundred, and apparently Cam didn't offer him anymore. So, you know that, gotta, that was that. I want to see uh, during. It would have been cool if Cam would have kept going up. How about how about ten grand? Will you move? <laughs> I want, want Cam to kick the basketball away from some kid at halftime of <laughs> the Panthers game coming up this year. <laughs> Uh, Kofi Kingston against Samoa Joe singles match for the WWE Championship. I, uh, now this this gets into the area. Do you think that Brock Lesnar is going to uh, show up on Sunday to challenge one of these people? <sighs> I I don't know. Do you, I don't think Joe's going to get the belt. Do you? I can't see it happening. Is that who, I just, I, it's just, I don't God know. damn, he's so fat. Yes. God damn it. So I, maybe he beats the shit out of him and then Brock shows up and takes it. Something. I I, I don't know. I'm not really heavily convinced that Brock's even going to show up. Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to show up. Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Who knows? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Undertaker, Roman Reigns against Shane McMahon, best in the world, and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred tag team match. God almighty, that's getting old, isn't it? Boy, this is, the I don't, world. this is the I-don't-give-a-shit world championship. No doubt. Remember they used to, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Taz had the, the fuck the world champion, the FTW belt. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a world championship. Yes. It was like, fuck the world champion. This would be the fuck this promotion belt. Uh, 
FTP belt. It's the FTW belt. It's except the W. This case is WWE. Fuck the WWE belt. Yes. Uh, I'm. I don't care. But I. I I'm going to say Undertaker and Roman Reigns for no reason at all. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you can't. That whole dude. That whole Cedric Alexander in a mask thing. That was just. That was just the stupidest shit I've about ever seen. And I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. That was just. All stupid. Where did everything go wrong? I don't know, but that that raw was just horrendous. It really, really was. Um, and I know I say that, you know, I feel like I talk down to it all the time. But God Almighty, man, seriously, they touched bottom again. I mean, SmackDown wasn't all that bad. I mean, no. it was okay, but Raw was just horrible. Um, but this whole match, I don't know, man. I, I guess Roman and Undertaker will win. Um, because Shane and them have been kind of coming out on top of a lot of this crap that's going on. Seems like from week to week. So I'm I'm just going to say I'm going to say that Roman and, and Undertaker win, and then maybe Kevin Owens shows up sometime after that, and they start up a you know, Owens and McMahon start up a thing, and it's kind of probably going to culminate at SummerSlam. I'm guessing. This is how this is how much of a work baseball is. They just gave the MVP trophy to one of the Indians. Well, how about that? Congratulations. And it was Justin Bieber's brother Shane for striking out the side in the fifth inning. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's weird because the last time the, the All-Star game was in Cleveland in 1997, a Cleveland Indian won the MVP trophy as well. Was it Albert Bell? Who was, it was it? I don't know. <laughs> how dare you? It was Sandy Alomar Jr. <laughs> how It was a likable son of a bitch at least. Good Lord. How dare you? <laughs> was, was it Joey Bell? <laughs> yeah. He, he murdered three kids in the front row, and they just said, here, take it. Just take the truck. Don't hurt us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good old... <laughs> No, it's like the most – Sandy Alomar Jr. is like my favorite Indian of my lifetime because he's such a nice guy. He's like a guy you, you can like. Know. Yeah, I, I believe that. Uh, so do you think the baseball is juiced? Bro, it's a work. If this were real, bro. <laughs> that was when, he, when Asshole Baby first came to the Realm, Realm Network, he was going to do a daily uh, fantasy baseball podcast, as yeah, I recall. Whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. I got his damn fantasy baseball. The only podcast, thing that I can right? imagine being more dreadful than having to go through your fucking booking, Vince Russo, is to go through your thoughts on fantasy fucking baseball. At I just don't point, even want to hear him. At that I point, I would. That. I think I would just turn myself over to ISIS. Just go ahead. <laughs> whatever you guys want to do with me. Provide him the, the sword and everything. Here you go. The machete, Could, whatever they use. I'll bring my own Velcro. We'll help strap the bomb on together. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll go into the marketplace. I'll give you my measurements so you get everything ready to go. <laughs> That's exactly right. I've lost a little weight lately. Let's just make sure the thing fits because <laughs> I'm going to do this on the first take. If you've been looking at some old pictures, don't don't pay attention to yeah, those. Don't do that. Let's do some real measurements here. God damn it. I don't want my inseam done correctly. <laughs> I want to be comfortable before I blow up. Oh, no. I've touched your nuts on the inseam measurement. <laughs> God damn it. Inseam. Uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a last chance. God, this is. 
Yeah, what the fuck is this match? Oh, tell me, tell, God, tell me. What is happening? Last chance, winner take all, mixed tag team extreme rules. I think this means that if loser leaves town, loser leaves town, loser loses hair, loser loses mask, loser loses my mind. I wish I could lose my life. Uh, I. I'm just I'm just going to say Seth and Becky win somehow, uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, I can't see those two grabbing those belts. I just, nah. Have you noticed, by the way, getting back to the original mission of this show, on this Chevy Blazer commercial they show a lot, mm. they keep showing this one woman's butt that looks fantastic as she's like, not. I don't even know what her face looks like, but they, they framed her ass so perfectly in the thing. I don't know if anybody the ad agency figured out that either men want to see this or women are like, well, how nice of them to make the woman's butt look good in the thing. Oh, I'm ready to go buy a pickup. I don't know about you. Yeah. I want a blazer. I, fuck the Equinox. I want a blazer. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. I'm sorry. An SUV, not a, not a pickup. Any other parting thoughts as we leave another dreadful episode? <laughs> of Katie Vick is alive, alive. And there's <laughs> this pay-per-view should be called No Way Out because there's just no way out of this creative hellhole. God, Vince man, McMahon has dug for himself. Vince Rumsfeld today Vince Rumsfeld. said that everything is fine with WWE programming and that you should shut the fuck up and salute the flag. Uh, Bryant can be followed for his usually positive thoughts about things in general on Instagram and also on Twitter at Brysports, B-R-Y Sports. I, the more cynical of the two of us, can be followed on Instagram at BW4Reels, B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z. I'm on Twitter at Britt Whitmire, and the show is on Twitter at Katie Vick Alive and our Amazon store. Thank you for going there and buying stuff, KatieVick.com, KatieVick.com. If we can somehow take enough happy pills, we will upload something for you on Sunday. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. And that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.